Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special episode, November current events, current events, old school style, the year 2020, seeing clearly. Okay, Whew. we have an exciting show today. If you don't believe nothing, believe that. Okay, here we go. Today's show will be current events, current events, old school style. Then what we're watching and doing, y'all remember that. You know, if you're old school listeners, true listeners, uh, you'll know how current events, current events goes. Uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. Uh, I got my new camera and mic, so yes, we're doing this. Okay, so after what we're watching and doing, uh, since the end of the year is upon us, and I haven't checked in lately about uh, the current uh, state of reality, uh, I have closing out the show a quick section called Drum Roll, please. Are you ready for this? Mom, turn it off. What I feel I learned this year, the year 2020, the year of seeing clearly about our current state of reality as a society. You won't want to miss that. Uh, okay, let's not waste any more time. Let the fun begin. Oh my god, it's video. Not live. Live is just way too intense. Uh, video, still intense, but doable. Okay, are you guys having a good time? I don't know. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay, let's get into current events. Current events. Okay. For November, you guys, this is big. Sinead O'Connor is entering rehab. Boom. You guys know Sinead, right? Let's just see. We'll use my fancy gear here. Just for those of you who don't know who Sinead is, let me use my thing. Yes. This is Sinead O'Connor. You guys know. Mm, Prince wrote that. Oh, God. That album is so intense. Man. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Okay, see, I can use my stuff. Uh, yeah, that album, um, I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got. Sinead O'Connor, great album. Every track on it is amazing. Uh, one of the most emotional albums ever, I would say. Okay, so Sinead is entering rehab. It's actually a one-year program. Like, wow. You must be in some shitty, feeling sh pretty shitty. If you just straight away enter a, a one-year rehab center. Um, okay. She said that she's been addicted to weed for 34 years. Oh, God, this is going to hit close, huh? She's been addicted to weed for 34 years and became briefly addicted to another drug other than weed. Okay, I wonder what that was. Maybe, like, pills or something? I can't, yeah, like, imagine Sinead O'Connor, like, on coke or meth or something. Okay, here's what she said. Sinead O'Connor. Y'all know her and love her. I grew up with a lot of trauma and abuse, she continued. Then I went straight into the music business, and I never really learned how to make a normal life. Okay. That makes sense. So, and then after all that trauma, you just go right into the money and distraction and travel, thinking that you're doing something great, but, like, you're just <laughs> perpetuating the matrix. I don't know. 
Okay, here's what else she said. She also said that once she has completed her treatment and recovery process, a new album and tour will be coming in 2022. Great. Uh, thank you, Sinead. We love you. I saw you in concert, and I was that bitch in the front row, second row, singing every single word to every single song, and I didn't care, and it was great, and she's a phenomenal artist. Love you, Sinead. She closes out by saying, if I take time to heal, I'll be fit for a lifetime of touring. And if I don't, I won't. Great. Oh, yeah. Here's uh, one last thing on Sinead. It's funny. I don't know why Sinead, like, makes every show. I mean, I love Sinead, but, like, not that much. Okay. Um, if you guys remember, last current events, I played the clip of Sinead O'Connor on SNL ripping up the picture of the Pope, and she was doing that in protest of the child molestation going on within the Vatican and the Catholicism, or um, the Catholic Church, uh, not Catholicism, sorry, in the Catholic Church. And um, yeah, and so fun fact, that was um, nine years before it ever came public that there was child molestation going on um, within uh, the Catholic Church. So thank you, Sinead. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. And closing out the Sinead thing, in 2002, in an interview with Salon, uh, someone asked Sinead if she would change anything about her SNL appearance, and she said, hell no. So thank you, Sinead. You're an amazing woman. Okay, moving on. Oh, my God, yes. Okay, this is the reason, this is what inspired me to do the show. You guys, on the DL... I've been feeling totally horrible in, I mean, not every way, because I have my life, I have my breath, I can walk, I can, you know, talk and hear, um, but I just have been feeling really horrible. This really dug me out of the hole today. Kristen, I'm going to give the gays everything they want. Stuart is in the news, you guys. Uh, happiest season, okay? It's this holiday a queer holiday special uh, only on Hulu. And I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for it. And the first thing I did was I woke up this morning and put on Happiest Season. Okay. Happiest Season is an American romantic comedy feature film directed by Clea Duvall. Okay. You guys know who she is. Clea Duvall, right? Uh, what's her name? Yeah, from But I'm a Cheerleader, you know. Uh, and other things. Veep great part um so this is from a screenplay written by duval and mary holland the film stars Kristen stewart that's the gal from twilight mackenzie davies allison brie okay isn't she the one from um black mirror you know that one aubrey plaza dan levy uh victor garber and mary steenburgen okay it was released this morning. It is November 25th, 2020, just for the record. Uh, I watched it twice. Okay, here's my thoughts. Oh, my God. You guys, it was super intense, but also super cute. And the reason why it was intense is because, uh, you know, I grew up as a queer person in the South in the 90s. And, man, I could relate to so much. It really, like, hit on these old wounds that haven't happened in a long time, some that have happened very recently, some that 
you know, things that happen, traumas that happen to a queer person in our society. And, uh, man, it was very, very, very intense. Um, and I just wanted to thank them. But let's just watch. I did a very, very quick trailer. I cut my own trailer because I didn't want to bore you guys with the whole thing. So let's uh, let's do the little uh, trailer here. Share the screen. Okay, I know how to do this. Here, see? Okay, here's my little trailer that we did. We being me and my stuffed animals. I'm just kidding. I don't have stuffed animals. I mean, I have one. Okay, can we just watch this? I just woke up thinking about going home with you and got very excited about Christmas. I get to go meet the people that made my favorite person. Hello. I'm so excited. I can't believe I'm finally going to meet everyone. There's something that we should talk about. Hi. Hi. I didn't tell my parents I'm gay. So who do they think I am? This is Harper's orphan friend, Abby. Yes, of course. They're there. So her parents believe their straight daughter brought home her lesbian friend for Christmas? Not exactly. Just be yourself. But don't lie. You're a very bad liar. Really? Harper. This is Abby. Abby is my orphan roommate. We, I am an orphan, but we live together as friends, um, like acquaintances. Oh, please stop. Yeah. Bells ring out on the I can relate to being in love with somebody that is too afraid to show the world who they are. What are you doing in the closet? I am scared that if I tell them who I really am, I will lose them. Do you know how painful it's been to watch the person that I love hide me? I am not hiding you. I am hiding me. Everybody's story is different. Just because Harper isn't ready doesn't mean she doesn't love you. Abby, honey, are you okay? Morning. I'm sorry about all this mess. Morning, kids. Morning. Honey, I'm headed to the office. Have a good day. You know I will. Okay, wow. <clears throat> and it was crazy. I mean, yeah, I like cried, but like I cry at everything. I cry at every single movie. Even like Tommy Boy. I mean, the the dumbest movies. I mean, Tommy Boy's not dumb. But it really and I feel like I like I'm their target audience. Like they're my age. They grew up queer. They, you know, Clea Duval and I, the same generation. I feel like, you know, they dealt with the same things that I did growing up in the nineties. And I don't know. I just felt really validated. Validated it would be the adjective that I would choose to describe um happiest season. Um, right whenever it started, it's this cute like Norman Rockwell thing kind of, you know, it's like normalizing like my freaking life and the life of my friends. It's like, okay. And Kristen Stewart, and I called her Kristen, I'm going to give the gays everything they want Stewart because, you know, she's queer. She's with a female and very serious relationship. And, you know, I, I feel like she did. So congratulations, Kristen Stewart, Clea Duvall, everybody involved. Um, Dan Levy, you guys gave us the, the gays the queers whatever uh i feel like i had everything i wanted out of that and now uh i'm sure i'll watch it a lot actually um definitely be my other christmas movie besides uh my, my normal christmas movies are um jaws the revenge and killing of a sacred deer 
And then I'll throw in uh, Happiest Season to that. And that's a nice little balance. Definitely recommend Happiest Season on Hulu. If you don't have Hulu, like just sign up for the free thing or whatever. And totally, totally freaking worth it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. <clears throat> okay, moving on. Oh, yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God. Okay, the show, moving on, and then we're going to wrap up. Uh, could not go on without talking about this. A monolith was found in the Utah desert. Some of you know what that is, some of you don't. Monolith. Okay, quickly, for those of you that don't know what a monolith is, a monolith is by definition a large single upright block or stone, especially one shaped into a ser or serving as a pillar or monument. Okay, this is going somewhere. Uh, it was discovered this week in a helicopter flyover by Utah Department of Public some shit. Okay, they were like flying in a helicopter, okay? Um, so here's what this professor said. IQ Hunter, a film scholar of De Montfort University. Okay, this is going somewhere, sorry. The Utah work is a slice of the future set in prehistoric past absolutely alien and incomprehensible in the landscape. <clears throat> okay, he's describing the monolith in the middle of the desert. Basically, like, this thing's here and it doesn't belong there. Uh, it would be a pity if we discovered what the Utah sculpture, sculpture was, as that would lessen its mystery. Okay, like, who gives a shit? Okay, here's the point of why I'm talking about this. Um... Many people believe that the monolith... Okay, here, we're, we're going to start here. Okay, so here we are. Kubrick's code, right? So we're just going to talk quickly about the monolith. This is going somewhere. Stick with me, y'all. Okay, you guys remember, if you've seen the movie 2001 A Space Odyssey, you know that it opens up with um, the dawn of man, right? It's the apes, they're just like being apes, and then this thing happens, right? Okay, the first act is in fact a colossal movement of the film where we witness the alien intervention of the black monolith stone. In the dawn of man scenes, we see apes fighting one another to stay alive, but the extraterrestrial intelligence of the monolith bestows certain knowledge upon one tribe of, tribe of apes. Okay, so you're with me? So the monolith, like the one found in the Utah desert, the monolith is in that film, and basically the apes wake up, and it's just there. And one of them, the braver apes, right? The more courageous one, or stupid one, who knows, right? It's a fine line between bravery and stupidity. If it's the outcome is positive, it's bravery. If the outcome is negative, it's stupidity. So the bravest of the ape touches the monolith. What that does is that bestows certain intelligence upon the ape. The ape starts evolving, right, into a man. It starts being smarter than the other apes. The apes that touch it are smarter than the other ape. They're evolving very, very rapidly. Okay, so um, ancient astronaut theorists claim an alien race called Anaki 
I'm probably saying that wrong. I'm sorry. I didn't look it up. Came down from planet named Nibiru and enslaved the human race in order to mine gold for their atmosphere. Gold is actually really awesome. It conducts electricity. It never corrodes. Um, it's really the best, one of the best things out there. Um, at some point during this oppression, they bestowed their knowledge to an alien hybrid offspring they made with a certain bloodline of humanity. Okay. So what does that mean? Well, this, this is saying that basically aliens came down and they're like, man, we need the gold from this planet. And there's these apes. Uh, let's just like make them a little bit smarter and then we can enslave them and they can get the gold for us. And I mean, that's what this is saying. Uh, this knowledge is expressed in various uh, megalithic structures such as pyramids of Giza and Stonehenge. Okay. So the dimensions of the monolith, this is, keep it moving. The dimensions of the monolith are 2.2 by 1. I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, actually, I was trying to, like, work at Lowe's one time. This is not that long ago, maybe, like, five years ago. And they, like, made you take this test, like, 2 by 4s and this kind of shit. And I was like, okay, it's actually very, very hard to get a job at Lowe's. Okay, the dimensions of the monolith are... 2.2 by 1, whatever the fuck that means, again, which lays out horizontally at the same dimensions. This is important. That's the same, the book puts it in the same dimensions of the film on screen. So it's a movie screen. The monolith was possibly representing two things the uh, an alien intervention with our rapid evolution and the movie screen the movie screen which sets reality right um yeah <laughs> we'll we'll get into that um so the dimensions are blah 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 the same as a film screen this could be an argument to suggest that Kubrick, Stanley Kubrick, right, the director of many wonderful films, was conducting the alchemical transformation of all mankind through the film itself. Okay. I think that's it. Okay, so definitely recommend this. Um, Kubrick's Code. It talks about Eyes Wide Shut, uh, Clockwork Orange, yeah, eyes wide shut. I, I'm definitely going to do um, something on that movie. It's just going to be really intense and really long. And I don't know, <clears throat> but it will be awesome. Okay, so the monolith. So let's just wrap up with the monolith. Okay, what am I trying to say with the, with that? Okay, so it was found in Utah, right? Uh, I feel it was an art project or maybe just some type of media something like surprise um i think that the artist was communicating that uh, i mean we're, we've all touched the monolith we're, the screen the screen is the iphone the screen is the tv the screen where do you get your information from screen where would you get your information if there were no screens from your mom it's sunny outside i mean that would be the extent of it 
I mean, at our knowledge, you know, at this time, 2020, um, I feel that it was a beautiful piece. And uh, basically, we're all, all under the delusion and and illusions of screens. And yeah, that's what I think. And that's why I brought it up. Okay. Do you guys feel satisfied with that? Uh, maybe we'll do a movie thing on that whole book, Kubrick's Code. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll do that. Okay, moving on very quickly. There's one, two more stories. Uh, very quick update on Britney Spears, Brit Brit, on the Free Britney movement. Very quick explanation. Oh, God, Free Britney. Mm. Britney Spears smokes camel crushes. I know that for a fact. Okay, very quick explanation for those of you that don't know. Britney, a.k.a. Brit Brit, who I saw in concert twice. Okay, seventh row, right there. It was unforgettable. Okay, Britney was placed under, hey Jess, remember? I took my friend Jess. <laughs> we almost fainted. It was so good. Okay, I did see Britney twice. I saw her once in her prime and once after she had her meltdown and was trying to figure stuff out. And God, they were both great. Okay, she was placed under a conservatorship back in October in 2008 after she was placed put on a 5150. That's an involuntary psychiatric hold at UCLA. Basically, if you're acting crazy, people will be like, hey, she's a harm to herself. Come get her ass. And then they'll like check it out and then take her. I mean, if Brittany honestly was taken on a 5150, she wasn't just like having an attitude problem. She she was having some really she was having a really difficult time if you get taken under a 5150 for sure. So uh, her attorney's name is Andrew Wallet. Isn't that weird? If I hired an attorney and his name was Andrew Wallet, I'd be like, I want a different attorney. Okay. On Tuesday, a judge in Los Angeles upheld Britney Spears' father as his role as conservator. So he's in he's in control of everything. Her money, dad, she probably gets an allowance, like 200 bucks a day or some shit. I mean, who knows? Um any if she wants to do anything, he has to give her permission because she like quote can't make decisions that are good for herself according to the law and maybe that's true i don't know like i've seen people under 5150 and i mean they really needed help is brit brit that way i don't know okay um britney's family is planning to give more interviews to sway the public support to uh for us to like be down with the conservatorship because all of our fans are coming forward and being like, yo, fuck the dad, like give Britter money. Um, and the lawyers are saying that's a bad idea. Yeah, it's a totally bad idea. People are going to attack the family. Her dad, I mean, I don't know them at all, but I'm just saying he probably seems like an a-hole, <laughs> you know, like I don't know him, but it's bad for them to like try to justify the 5150 because people don't care. They like Brit, and they want her to have her money. And she works harder than anybody you know. So I wouldn't hate on her for having money. Okay, stay tuned for the upcoming conspiracy 
theory on Britney Spears. Yes, we are definitely going to go there. Not today, but let me plan it out. It's going to be great. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Early happy birthday to Brit Brit. She'll be 39 years old December 2nd, and she's like in Hawaii or something. Okay, yes, wrap it up the show. All right, let me just like take a second. Okay, on to wrapping up the show, what we're watching and doing. Man. Uh, very, very quickly. Oh yeah, I don't wanna miss this. I don't want y'all to miss this. I'm still looking forward to the new Christopher Nolan film, Tenant. I think it's available to rent. Uh, probably just rent it at home. I was going to go to the theater, and it's like, do I want to risk my life to see Tenant? It's like, I would, but, like, I hate leaving my house. So it's like, I mean, I was born for the pandemic, like, straight up. But, um, I don't know, I thought it would be fun to go. But uh, I don't think I'm going to go to the theater to see it. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, definitely looking forward to Tenet, though. Christopher Nolan film. Um, his films seem to have a lot of predictive programming in it and symbolism. Uh, and to let you uh, faithful listeners not forget that predictive programming is a theory that the government and or other powers that be are using fictional movies and or books for mass mind control tool to make the population more accepting of planned future events. Where the, will there be uh, predictive programming and tenant? You know, predict, predictive programming like uh, War of the Worlds. Well, let's see what it'll be like, you know, if, if we tell people there's aliens. What if we, you know, terrorism, just things like that. Setting ideas like uh, microchips, uh, anything like that. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. Predictive programming. Um, quickly, another film to see. Okay, okay. Let me just calm down. This film, Ammonite, I've waited over a year to see. Ammonite is a 2020 romantic drama film written and directed by Francis Lee. The film is loosely inspired by the life of British paleontologist Mary Anning, played by Kate Winslet. Y'all know Kate Winslet. She was the, the, the girl going like this on the edge of the boat. Uh, it centers on a romantic relationship between Anning and Charlotte something, played by Saoirse Ronan. Okay? Uh, this movie, Ammonite, um, gotta see it. Um, it's actually playing in a theater 50 miles away in Tennessee. That's right. I live in the dang NC right now. I love it. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. But it's playing 50 miles away in Tennessee. That's the only bad thing about living in North Carolina. I'm from L.A. Or not from L.A., but I lived in L.A. for 20 years. I always go to the movies, the newest, the freshest, the queerest, the darkest. It's like you just go down there and, and watch them at the theater. Here, I got to go 50 miles away. But that's cool. I mean, really, we can just rent the stuff out in theaters now, right? Like, I can just have my own theater here at my house. Great. Done. 
Uh, I might drive to Tennessee, though, 50 miles away to see Ammonite. I just might. I think I might. Um, oh, but it will be available to stream in the States on December 4th. So if you can wait like 10 days, 9 days, I don't know if I can wait. But I will be buying that film. Ammonite, Kate Winslet. It's like, what? Okay, moving on very quickly. The Smashing Pumpkins have a new album coming out next week. You can listen to two tracks off that album now. I listen to both tracks. I'll give it a listen next week, and we will discuss. Okay, here we go, you guys. Wrapping up the show. This is really it. The end of the show. November 2020, the year of seeing clearly current events. Here we are, the last section. What I feel I learned in the year, wait, no, what does it say? What I feel I learned this year, the year 2020, the year of seeing clearly about our current state of reality as a society. Okay, that's a long title, it's fine. Okay, let me just stick to the script for now. Uh, what I'm about to say, maybe some of you know, or maybe you've heard of this. Uh, maybe it's just something that's kind of like me. It just kind of went in one ear out the other. I didn't really think about it. Um, I've heard a lot of this for years, but never really questioned it. I never thought about it, took it to the next level. Um, I've started reading books on the Freemasons and their beliefs. Uh, you truest of true listeners and people who come to my house, y'all know that my grandfather was a Mason. I have his ring in uh, <clears throat> my bathroom. And it's just something really interesting that I've been really intrigued with for years. And I'm just kind of like really diving into it now. Um, I've been looking at this book also on Washington, D.C. and how... It was built in a style that observers from above would be able to see the architecture and see the design. And basically, they would know that we, America, D.C., we were like picking up what they were putting down. This is going somewhere. Uh, so in part of my readings of these Masonic books... There was one, um, this could all be bullshit. Let me just, before we continue, let me just say that opinions are subject to change. My opinions change all the freaking time. Evolve, de-evolve, whatever that is. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is my opinion as of November 25th, 2020. Yeah. Uh, here's a quote from one of the Masonic books I'm reading. They have tried to make every human being subservient, subservient to a colossal ignorance simply by offering a reward. Okay, let's think about our society really quick. They have tried to make every human being subservient to a colossal ignorance simply by offering a reward. Okay, what is this colossal ignorance? Okay. I don't know. Let me just say I really don't know. Uh, the colossal ignorance could be, though, 
<laughs> Drum roll, please. Mom, turn this off. That is a society, maybe what we call God and angels were in fact aliens or extraterrestrials of some kind. Maybe things in our history have been misinterpreted as one thing, like angels, angelic events, as one thing, but in fact, they were extraterrestrial. Uh, maybe parts of the Bible were actually true events and beings rather than saints and angels. Uh, they were just really possibly our ancestors from space. Uh, there's evidence that somehow us humans got a supercharge, a jump into our genes. What caused this great rapid jump in evolution? What caused the special event that was about 50,000 years ago? Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically <laughs> what I've been in my room reading about, these Masonic books, you know, comparing them with Bible stories. <laughs> Fox P2 gene is what sets us apart from every other animal. No evidence of origin. Some scientists speculate that is the gene that caused the special event that gave humans our very rapid jump in evolution. So before we close out the show, <clears throat> let's just stick on that really quick. Um, yeah, I mean, basically I just said it all. Do we come from aliens? Is that the, what is that? I, I love that Masonic quote, or the quote from the, all right, check it out. Here we go, quote, They have tried to make every human being subservient to a colossal ignorance simply by offering a reward. Okay, what's the reward? Hollywood, iPhones, computer, self-indulgence, social media, consumerism. I mean, can we go on and on and on? Basically, I've said before, me and mom used to, you know, do Dancing with the Stars, and I always used to say, well, you shake hands with the devil every time you turn on the TV. And that's basically, you know, explaining the monolith. And this ties into what we're talking about right now. You know, uh, we make certain decisions. When we live in society, you know, we say, okay, well, I'm not going to get attacked by, you know, a mountain lion right here. And I can watch TV and be nice and warm. And, but I have to live in this reality that's set for me. And a lot of people like that. And I used to like that. And mom likes that. And, but can see through it now and the matrix you know it always goes back to the matrix is that the colossal ignorance the matrix is that the reward um do we come from aliens are many of the stories in the bible true but just misinterpreted or spoon-fed to us predictive programming that like hey this stuff happened but it was actually Aliens, extraterrestrials. I mean, and when you really think about it, what's more believable? You know, I don't know. Is there a God? I don't know. Yeah, probably. It's probably way bigger than anything that anybody ever imagined. Is there a creator? Yeah. Right? Isn't there? I don't know. Maybe it's just a little bit different than what people have thought. 
Um, okay. Anything else? I don't think so. I will continue reading the Masonic books. But again, those could be totally misguided. Those could be taking you off the true path of realization. You know? It, 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 like, you know, you pick your own reality. And it's choose your own adventure. Um, so let's close out the show. Closing out the show. Okay, here's what I wrote. Sorry, me and Ma haven't done Dancing with the Stars, Analysis and Interpretation. Yeah, that's big. Oh my god. I just couldn't. Uh, I can't stand Dancing with the Stars, and Ma doesn't like it either. We really tried. I mean, she watches it, and she will continue to watch it. I can't. Um, I just can't uh, because of the way they did Anne Hayesh. Hashtag Anne Hayesh was robbed. Um, I feel that they totally fucked Anne Hayesh over. I feel that they used her to improve Ellen's image. I feel that they uh, danced her around and made her look like a fool. I mean, she didn't, but like she could have. Um, to some people. Yeah, it was just... I don't like they did her wrong and they got the last word because you know she stuck it to them by taking Ellen by taking Ellen as a date and they were like you need to stay closeted and she was like fuck y'all I'm taking Ellen because I freaking love her and Ellen was like man let's not do this and she goes no fuck it let's go so they went and then Anne was Anne Heche was blacklisted from Hollywood for 10 years you know <laughs> and if you guys don't think that shit happens you're not thinking so i can't watch dancing with the stars anymore because of how they did Anne hache and they know they did her wrong and they did her wrong on purpose and there's nothing that could make me think otherwise um so i just can't watch it anymore uh but mom and i do other things that aren't on the show okay anything else no that's it okay closing out the show yeah so um sorry uh about the god thing and the religious stuff and the um possibility that when you look through life through the lens of we were we're basically aliens right there are aliens and whatever it could be true could be not i, I really don't know that's what i'm saying opinions are subject to change i could wake up tomorrow and think something totally different um Pretty interesting stuff, though. The Aztec, the Incas, like, oh, man, these... There's so much stuff to read about. And it's... Honestly, it makes more sense. Um, But it doesn't mean that there isn't, like, a creator and, like, things like that. It just means that it looks a little different than what some people thought, you know? Um, But, yeah. Okay, closing out the show. You guys... I'm struggling, right? You guys are struggling too. I don't even know what to make of it all. Bringing back Coronavirus Chronicles, Music of the Month, all the regular good stuff. Hopefully Black Mirror will start again and then we can pick up Black Mirror Rewind. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Just keep in motion. Avoid triggers. Keep your head down. Do your shit and see what pops up. So hope you guys are really getting through and email me at uh, us at monoano.com. 
Go to monoono.com, M-O-N-O-O-N-N-O.com. Join fan club now. That's pretty much it, y'all. I mean, that's what's popping off over here. Uh, look forward to, we have to talk about Megan the Stallion episodes. There's a lot coming down. All right. Talk to y'all later.